stitchrightnow.com and clean and sober. If you got a chance to read, but I found that thirteen. Did you really? I, I did. We can. I can. Let's talk about that. Uh, you know, it, what's interesting is let's um, whip that out and see what they were. So I've I posted it on the site and I've you know tweeted it out. It uh, <laughs> you know it's hilarious. One in just six short years, I feel like I've matured in, immensely. So this was <laughs> six just, years ago. Yes, yeah, and this is right ago. after momentum. You yeah, wrote and the thirteen things and. Thirteen yeah. truths in one lot. You know, it's me depressed and right. I don't know what, like having a struggling with my uh, sense of self worth yep. and um, any number of other things. Right. And just, I mean, the, being a bit of a pompous ass, and also thinking, <laughs> I don't know, at the time, and even in retrospect, I thought this was heavier and deeper. Yeah. Like I thought I was, I was getting all Eminem eight mile. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what you read it now, and you're like, well, it's not that eight mile. Yeah, no. I mean, there's you know what what's what are some things? I mean, there's nothing particularly. And the, and the and this was to try to be the, the just to set it up again. It was try, trying for you to admit the things you thought people were were not liking no. about your hitting. You're just coming out clean. No, if you read it, it's just yeah. things about myself. It was it was toying with the idea of. And, I, and again, I should have looked it up between last podcast and this one. Right. This thing, this, it, it, what was it called? It's called like, not brutal honesty, but it's right. called, um, and it, it, I guess, it, oh, radical honesty. Yeah, radical, radical honesty. honesty. Love it. Um, and I'll finally, I'll link that in uh, this episode, everybody. Okay. I finally got around to looking it up. Okay. So anyway, it's just basically, you know, so you, if you're standing next to someone and you don't like them you basically tell them you don't like you know i don't right. like you and if they, you think they're you know whatever they're right. you know, stupid pants you say I don't, your pants right. are stupid and then the theory is, is that that's better for the world it's tears down I, I, walls honestly well maybe yeah. I, I think i, I think the, the practitioners would tell themselves it's better yeah. for the world yep. i think what really they're concerned with is it better for them anyway it, it was making some headlines and i think it, it dovetailed nicely with um, me wanting to you know and, I, and mm -hmm. we talked about this last time just sort of d disarm whatever you know real and imagined enemies i had and right. here's some things right. about me that right. Right. you know and, and then none of them are remotely really all that interesting that's <laughs> like in retrospect it's, it's a there little bit no bombshells <laughs> like you're transvestite and you like to wear women's no, no nothing like that okay no that's what um, that would have been on my list that way that yeah that would have been a zinger um for me but uh no it, you know it's um and that was interesting to me because i hadn't read it i yeah. think i had this idea even of what i had written in my mind that was a little bit different and you know it's just some of it's just stupid and whatever right. so it, it wasn't a deep uh, yeah. it wasn't a what was it a, a, a searching and fearless moral inventory fearless but it's funny because it felt much more fearless at the time I think and that's I funny but it, maybe it was I mean at the time at the time it may have been yeah, yeah it may absolutely. have been absolutely yeah. and you've just matured to the point where it doesn't matter anymore but that's the four step so here's the the topic or here's the thought is can you have a true recovery without getting radically honest 
can you have a re- is your recovery set without getting that kind of honest somehow? Because um, in the in AA, that's why you do this, right? Mm-hmm. And honesty is in the the beginning of the program, you know, and how it works. It says it four times in the first paragraph. It's like mm-hmm. the thing. Like if you can't get honest with yourself, you're never going to get recovered. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if if yeah, if you're lying to yourself about one thing, Anything, it's easy right? to lie to yourself about another, and right. one of those things eventually is going to be that you're not an alcoholic. Right. It's all going to catch <laughs> yeah, up. Then, right? Yeah. So um, well, radical honesty is a pretty good way to say it. Yeah, I don't know if it's a great way to live. I don't know if it's. <laughs> right. I don't know if you have Doesn't to sh- translate to yeah. the line at the movie theater. Right. Yeah. I mean, sharing everything with everybody, I don't know, is necessarily right. Completely valuable. So with. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. So, so I, I hadn't done it per right. se, and I certainly haven't done it since. It's, you know, I, I don't want to keep making it, what sound like excuses and, and are excuses in terms of time and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and stuff, because I know a lot of people um, go through this with far less free time than I do yep. and um, make it happen. Right. So um, I, I don't want to suggest that I, I, I can't or I just I haven't. Right. Um, written anything yeah but yeah. that's a, but if but there I is a, do it well i'm yeah. just is there something that you can think of that you would you're just so, dying to get me to, well, <laughs> to drop a bomb no, yeah i don't know like is there anything well if you do the four step but that's that's just um, what it is then so if we're following our protocol this week could be the fifth step where you admit whatever you wrote down on the fourth step like if there's something that's bothering you, you'd talk to someone about this. Right. Your sponsor, you'd admit this, and then you guys would talk. But about I it. don't think. I mean, nobody nobody does their fifth step on mic and broadcasts it I to bet hundreds. Somebody do has, but well, probably somebody not. probably no. has, right? But that's not. <laughs> but like, no, that's not the for usual. For anyone one that's getting ready to go to their first meeting, no, like you were next five steps from now, you're not going to be on mic no. broadcasting no. the fifth step, no. right? No. No. Um, no. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I certainly. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm, I'm not fifth stepping on the mic. Yeah, no, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. But it is a good exercise to go through because I think there's lots of things that people hang on to that they just are afraid to admit for whatever reason. These things they thought they were going to take to the grave. And they say you're only as sick as your secrets. And those secrets are the things that continually gnaw at you, gnaw at you, make you feel less than. You don't feel like you can ever be committed right. to this thing mm-hmm. that everyone else is committed to because you have this thing. your foot's out the door and i can guarantee you there's like nothing that. i will take to the grave okay good i, I mean I, I without a doubt if if i you know come up with anything that i may yeah. have forgotten i will sure get that out. yeah you know it's just who cares you know it's like yeah i i get that um you know we're we're, we're humans we have mm-hmm. we have you know Feelings, emotions, sensitivities, and all that, but but really, ultimately, in the the you know the the, the final equation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it it just ultimately doesn't matter, um, right? I mean, yeah. it, we're here, we do our thing, and then we move on, and um, yeah, as long as we're not hurting others. Did you, but, were you honest when you first got sober? Like, how long did it take you to learn honesty? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was such a liar, a cheater, and a thief right. when I got here. It took me years to be an honest human being. Right. Even in recovery. Yeah, I think it somehow, I, I, you know, I, I, I knew very, very little about AA mm-hmm. for maybe a couple of years until I met you. And then yeah. I just, I knew a bit. And yeah, I, yeah. we've never even really had deep, deep discussions no. about it. So, but I, I think I knew that somehow maybe it was through reading, I don't know, Carolyn Knapp's book, mm-hmm. or maybe my therapist talked a bit about it, about, you know, just, 
and it's not a, a tough con- concept to yeah. explain. It's like yeah. be honest with yourself. Right, right, right. So anyway, when I, when I got sober, I started trying to write um, as honestly and truthfully about myself for myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I really was interested in knowing who I was. Yeah. Because um, one thing I realized um, when I re- when I understood that I needed to get sober was that I didn't know who I was right. anymore. Right. Um, be, and, and I was going to not certainly not know who I was because such so much of my identity was built around using. Yeah. 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 I mean, your whole identity, right? Alcohol and other mm-hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. It was all you know. That was the foundation for right. my identity. Right. Um, you know, I think I, I in some post or somewhere, I, I, I oh, on my story, I meant I. I end it as it is right now. I, I owe more to the story, but it says, uh, you know, I, I used to own more than one beer is not just for breakfast anymore. T-shirts, which, you <laughs> like know, how many of those do you need? More than one. Right. Yeah. I need one for a collection at least twice a week. I need to wear one. So <laughs> that's oh, funny, but, but that's funny. So it's interesting that even though you didn't get into recovery, the traditional way go through AA, you still had this need to get honest and to write stuff down. Right. Yes. Which is a very big part of any process, whatever Mm -hmm. you're in. There's some kind of getting to know yourself, getting to look at look at this, like to have kind of this thing where you can look at all this stuff Mm -hmm. and and, uh, go through that. That's interesting. So you went, you did a lot of writing when you first got sober. And Mm -hmm. were you? I mean, I assume like for me, my world was a bunch of lies. That was the kind of the world I constructed Mm -hmm. before I got in the program. Right. And you get in the program and that shatters, which is a relief in some ways that you don't have. You, you, I, oh I, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's like exhausting. Maintaining lives. Yeah, totally. I mean, just in in general. I mean, I r- highly recommend against yeah starting because once you start one, you gotta yeah support it. But I remember it took me a long time for my first instinct was not to lie. Like it took yeah. years. Even if I was honest, when people would ask me a question, the first thing I would want to say was a lie. Right. And then you examine that, and you're like, there was no reason for me to lie in that situation. And telling the truth was just easier. But I didn't have that instinct to tell the truth for a long time. A long time. Like a, the grasp of being honest took a while. And I guess you get in, you're honest with yourself about your alcoholism because you got to be. But man, the rest of it took a while to follow mm-hmm. for me um, until you know you started doing these steps. So that's interesting that you started, you immediately got that going. You started writing and, and examining all this stuff. I, th- I think so. I th- in, in terms of my interactions with others, though, I think also learning what, you know, lying is only sort of lying's in one end of the spectrum of um, distorting or embellishing the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they're outright lies that are sort right. of misdirection or or misstating the, the facts, kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I realized one thing I definitely had trouble with was just basic sort of embellishment. Not necessarily. High, I'm trying to figure out an example, a good example, but. Um, yeah. You know, it was like, it's the sort of thing where, you know, if, 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 if two guys were rushing over to, I don't know what, you know, yeah. fight with you, it's like, yeah. yeah. And then like whole group of, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's overstating. Yeah. The it's a fishtail. It's a fishtail. Exactly. Yeah, to make you Which, feel better about yourself right. or something. Exactly. And that's exactly yeah. it. It's like everything had to be yeah. bigger and yeah. um, more noteworthy. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's something I've probably, you know, we talked about last time about sort of how I, I had, had fallen into uh, not 
worried about being my best self, but worrying about being a better somebody else, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's sort of, I, I realized that plays into that mindset. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, it's probably a, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Well, we all, you know, I think we have our very grandiose people in general. They, I feel like I've heard this saying a lot is that you're an egomaniac with an inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. I think that describes, I mean, a lot of that, kind of grandiose thinking and embellishment I think is part of who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to cover up something, right? Or to cover right. up something fundamental. But I think yeah, the getting honest with yourself and realizing that that over time you don't have to be that way. Right. Mm-hmm. That you were just completely whole. It's funny, I was telling somebody about this is uh you sort of have to teach your kids somehow. I guess I was having this conversation with my wife who is worried about the day we have to have this talk with our children. Yeah. We were watching uh, something on Robin Williams. It was something, it was uh, Oprah Winfrey interviewing, who's the English guy, uh, Richard? Russell Brand. Russell Brand, about heroin addiction right. on yesterday. And he was talking about how he's really outspoken about how people can get help, and he's very articulate mm-hmm. about what the disease felt like. And he actually had a video of himself shooting heroin at wow. some point, yeah. um, and just what that looked like. And uh, so he's, and now he's uh, clean. Um, and we was talking about it. And my wife was obviously, you know, worried about, oh, my God, the day we have to tell our kids this. Mm-hmm. And genetically, you know, they could be predisposed to have right. a, you know, a disease. And you're trying, and at the end of it, it was like, you're trying to teach your kids that they, God made us with everything we need. And you don't have to put, take something from outside of you and put it in yourself to be whole. And that's what Russell Brown is sort of take, talking right. about is that's what this idea, this addiction is, is that you, in order to be whole, in order to feel whole, you have to find this thing outside of you and shove it in your body, no mm-hmm. matter what that is. And, you know, it, for me, it felt like if you can give that sense that God, God, your higher power, whatever gave, made us mm-hmm. complete, mm-hmm. you don't need any of that stuff, cigarettes, food, mm-hmm. sex, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, right you don't be kept to be right. addicted to any of that stuff right so but it just felt like the thing that you can if you can imp- impress that upon your kids or teach them that thing mm-hmm. regardless of what their journey is but you know like your kids are going to try all this stuff anyway it's just like oh man yeah so anyway i guess so and I, when you when you say that it's like i, I drift off into like really there um I, it seems certainly seems like they will yeah I, don't believe that I don't believe that there's anything I can do ultimately to stop my kid true if she wants to and and, no, and once it gets to that point then it's sort of uh, uh, diminishing returns once you start uh, you know fighting against it yeah, I think as yeah. the right authority then no I know then because there were, yeah there was certainly a time where your parents were gonna stop you right that would have been silly for them to try yeah I know it was uh yeah, after I'd been uh, accused of aberrant behavior that <laughs> I, I, that didn't that didn't do anything. So, yeah. um, did you see that Russell Brand interview? I did not see the Russell Brand interview. Uh, you know, he has interesting perspective on all of it. I certainly, you know, he's educated, well spoken. Yeah, um, you wrote something on Robin Williams' death that I read in the Guardian. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is good. Yeah, it was like you know he's got a lot to say about this subject. And, yeah. Good for him. Oh, I lost my truth. I need to write notes. Should we talk about Russell Brand? Heroin addiction? Did you ever shoot heroin? Me? No. No, I don't either. You know, it's fascinating, though. I mean, fascinating is the wrong word, and I use it a lot. But, you know, it's one aspect of the whole drug world that I just have zero 
knowledge of yeah the no, I know. heroin side of things which is probably fortunate for me yeah me too um i don't know if i'd ever come back from that sounds like yeah it's the immediate most addictive drug ever yeah that's the way i felt about some other things that i was really guilty going into specifics particularly when if it's going to be like it was immediately yeah amazing <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah. stuff because you know yeah um don't try any of it yeah. if you haven't already but but it's funny like stories in in uh, recovery the ones that are, i now because i've been to so many meetings and alcohol stories are okay but i think the best car crashes mm-hmm. are crack and heroin and they always end crack especially always ends good crack stories you've never hit a bottom until you've hit a crack bottom and i never had to hit it but well, you always sell everything you have and end yeah. up homeless somewhere well that's interesting so this is interesting i mean my but there was the best stories well, <laughs> you're like oh dude you I, poor thing i was fortunate again I, I was fortunate in so many ways with my um abuses of substance i guess or, or with my, mm-hmm. my recovery in general but the first, you know, in my story, I tell how early in that spring, mm-hmm. I I realized I needed to stop doing drugs, or I mm-hmm. you know, just had had enough of yeah. being sort of a pathetic, drugged up idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was once I you know covered the drugs that I realized you know I needed to stop drinking. Right. Um, but a few years prior to that, like I don't know how many years, um, I had started doing. I'd been introduced to. Um, Cooking cocaine to freebasing. Right, right. And uh, which which you know, is not the same as crack, but it's a different way to use cocaine. Well, I think w- I think Whitney Houston put it uh, <laughs> so much like freebases for rich people and crack is for poor people. I certainly wasn't rich, right? But I mean, I, as far as I understand, I've never smoked crack, right. but I have freebased, right? And uh, you know that I. So my understanding is that it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely wasn't rich at the time I was doing it because that's that's the story of how I, I stopped doing that was... Right. Um, spending so much money on it? I was spending so much money, money uh, I didn't have. Right. And at uh, one point, and it's it's a brief story, it's not an amazing story, but right. because, and I won't tell the sort of stories now about how disgusting you become yeah. when you're Because you don't shower? Crack. No, you just... just just, just the simplest gross behavior, like yeah. when you're you don't have any more, and you're crawling around on your hands and right. knees looking in the carpet for right. anything That's that remote fallen. looks remotely like, <laughs> um, you know, a little rock, yeah. and you're yeah. smoking, you know, whatever you find um, <laughs> is just, you know, it's That's cat litter, dude. No, it's no not. not not tonight. It isn't. <laughs> um, but uh, and uh, yeah, I basically had no money right. for anything. I think rent. You know, whatever food, mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know, anything. I, def- I didn't have money. Um, I'm certain that uh, all I cared about having I- any money for was to uh, buy more coke to cook. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think I called my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was in St. Louis. And I called her in Olympia, and uh, I think I, I don't at the time. I, I don't even remember what year this is. I'll have to look it up and I'll put it in the notes. Right. But I I called her and asked for. I think it was a thousand dollars, and then the idea was that I don't, I don't know if I don't even know the specifics. Right, what I right. said, I don't even know what job I might have had or right. anything. Like if I said, you know, I was, but it was probably some stupid attic lie, right? Like I'm whatever, waiting on a check or yeah. this whatever, right? And uh, and a really long, convoluted she, lie. And and you know when you're telling these lies, you know 
as much know. as you think. Yeah. You're, part of you is telling yourself, oh, that's a good one. I'm telling, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm like get, this kind of makes sense. I'm getting over it. You also really, really know. Yeah. Nobody believes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And deep down, you're pretty sure. Yeah. You know, if you're honest with yourself, yeah. you know that they don't believe it. Yeah. So know. anyway, yeah. And, and she said, uh, that's so funny. I, I can't remember exactly, but basically it was, I'll send it to you, but you have to quit what you're doing. Yeah. And, like, well, you what know, are you talking I, about, Bob? And well, no, I think I'm pretty sure I said okay. I mean, it was just so. Sh- I think I was struck yeah. by a a massive, um, devastating bolt of shame because she knew because she knew. Yeah, and I'm. I was just. I just felt. Yeah, gross. just so low. Yeah, I was yeah, brought yeah. so yeah. low by yeah. it that yeah. you know I knew that whatever you know hours before. You know, or in the wee hours of the morning, I was probably crawling around on my hands and knees looking right. for right. some piece of whatever in the carpet right. to smoke. Right. And I'm asking my mother for, a grand. for money. Yeah. And she's like, sure, yeah. but. Yeah. And, and that's what it took for me to stop smoking wow. crack. Oh, and, so you did. And so I did. Wow. Um, you know, honestly, what has played such a massive role in my recovery, you know, in the early days mm-hmm. was just. Um, the power of, you know, no, nobody ever brought it to bear. Nobody mm-hmm. like that. My mom, my mom didn't set out to shame me with yeah, that, yeah. but it, it, I think specifically because of that, yeah. the shame yeah. I brought on myself yeah. was so great that it just crushed that desire out of me. Yeah. Um, it's and hugely uh, powerful motivator shame and, oh, um, and people bring tons of it in. My, in my with God. Them. Yeah. And but I mean it's but it means you're human. You know what I'm saying? Sure. The fact that you can feel this means you're not a morally bad person, as we used to think before we got in here. You just bring boatloads of it into the program for doing exactly that, right? Right. Shameful. But yeah. Wow. But so yeah. So that that's what I think. That I mean, not what I think. That is what kept my. Um, I, I think pretty much my my free base. Um, behavior from really getting crazy, or crazier from yeah, yeah. from being the end of me. Yeah, let's yeah, say, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Because um, ultimately, that's that's what that would have been. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know how, but it, yeah. it, that's how. That's so how you stopped. I, I stopped. Wow. Um, yeah. And then spent a lot of the money on kegs and. I don't know what I spent it on. Well, I definitely spent it on beer. Um, <laughs> But you know, but was also that towards the end? Rent? No, that was. You're still going pretty strong. Yeah, that was at least I don't know, I don't know. I, I I'll, I'll have to look. I'll, I'll say it over and over again. I am so bad with dates, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, just time frames. I, I everything exists to me as a sort of floating incident in a general period mm-hmm. of time. You know, it's mm-hmm. like so. Uh, I'll, I'll have to look. It's it's. I, I I can pin it down if I look it up. Um, but yeah, it was years before. It's it's strange. What what are those little things that you'll cross? Because you we pulled that shit all the time, all kinds of stuff like that. And it's interesting the things that actually caused great enough shame to stop what we were doing. Yeah. You know, along the way, I have stories like that where just things that, in retrospect, weren't weren't my greatest lies or greatest bottoms, but they were just where you somehow cross some something, some invisible moral something inside that broke and you saw this act for the shame that it was Mm -hmm. and i remember having moments like that that actually got me and got me sober where my behavior was such that you're just so ashamed of what you've Mm -hmm. done and you could see it you're like oh my god i've sunk 
mm-hmm. clarity of man looking at yourself in the mirror. But just doing things that you couldn't fathom doing yeah. if it wasn't for, yeah. Yeah. Right? And there's nothing lower than that. There's nothing feeling lower than mm-hmm. that, crossing that. And I don't know where that comes from. I mean, everybody has that in them. And ultimately, that's, mm-hmm. those are the things that, that allow you to hit bottom, see things clearly, mm-hmm. get help. You know, these are the things you just cross that, and then you bring all that stuff in the program, which is a lot of what you're getting rid of in the fourth mm-hmm. and fifth step is that kind of stuff. Which is an interesting yeah. point that you just, you made me wonder. So I, I'm guessing certainly by the time you get in the program, it's mm-hmm. probably very little or whatever for, you know, it's not all about the program. By the time you decide to get sober, get sober begin yeah. your recovery yep. um, and you, and you are, regardless if you're doing a fourth step or you're just trying to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and, and sort of, uh, you know, uh, clean out the, the mm-hmm. shame. Yeah, that's exactly um, it. How do you get rid of that stuff? Or I would I would imagine that there are few, if any, items on that list that happened sober. Right. I mean, do you have, I mean... I, I had a few in my early years, yes, that were, and they were all relationships and they were all how I treated girlfriends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sober. Sober. Okay. Just, yeah, just shitty things yeah. that I did. Right. Sober. Um, but, and this was in my late twenties. Right. So, and I'd been sober for a while that I feel ashamed of, that I look back and say that, that moment, I'm ashamed of that. Oh, and I was sober. Um, but, but so that's it. Yeah. Okay. Relationship shit. Yeah. Cause if I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. And lots of shit that I did. Yeah. Well, I was drunk. Of course. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And lots of that stuff. Um, yeah, and so for you, I mean, from a addiction standpoint, it was, most, it was mostly alcohol? Yeah, mostly alcohol. Okay. Yeah, I did all the college drugs that you do. Oh, right, right, right. Mushrooms, acid, ecstasy. Right. That, those kind of things. Yeah. But I, yeah, it was mostly booze. Right. That's what got me in trouble. That was definitely my drug of choice. Yeah. It definitely. And, you know, well, something else we had talked briefly about, we're all over the place. It's like, I yeah. thought we might end up but, but talking about shame. I like the shame. shame thing. Yeah. Me too. I do like the shame. I, well, I mean, like, it's just, everyone has it. What do you do with it? And AA has this thing to do with it, but what do you do with it? Like, I love this idea of posting, getting this out there. There's so many ways to confess in today's society, sure. writing a blog, writing this, writing that. And the act of getting rid of all that stuff, right? So it doesn't have power over you anymore. It's a, big part about staying yeah. sober right yeah and I'll, I'll tell you i mean the more time i spend online i i you know i think uh i i, I admire mm-hmm. the people i run into in recovery a lot of them you know very early in recovery you know mid to long-term recovery um that that are doing this all you know, for all, it's sort of in public, you know, in a sense, yeah, you know, and they're, yeah. they're posting about it, they're tweeting about it. And, um, it's, uh, you know, and I guess for me too, never being what's it called, in the rooms yeah, and, and yeah. hearing stories and, and listening to people talk about it. It's just been so an affirmation. It's, it's wonderful to, to, to find yourself amongst your own. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? If, yeah. so, yeah. It, but not that I, not that I'm glad there are others that, that share this affliction with me, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that there are others on this journey right, whatever yeah. stage they are and mm-hmm. that i've finally found them mm-hmm. um is great but you know there, there's a lot of stuff that is from my perspective you know when i think back on my early recovery it's like astonishingly courageous that people are putting out there 
all this um, kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're, and they're, and they're they're getting it out mm-hmm. um, with social media, which place is somewhere that you can go and confess your shame. I'm sure there is like a random anonymous place to post uh, things you've done that you're ashamed of. Well, there's post secret. Oh, which yeah. is kind of like that. It's it's just it's post a secret. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. That you've done. Um, That's good though. Get rid of it. Yeah. But, and, and I think a lot of people get rid of a lot of stuff, or, you know, to even, I think get rid of it even implies, I don't know, because there, there's no shame in the sharing, I, I don't think. Right. I don't think there's any shame in that. So right. the, the getting, I, I guess I would hesitate to say. Yeah, it's, what, what's the part of it? The sharing. Yeah, they're, you're they're, it they're, to yourself. They're, yeah, to putting it out there. someone else and uh, to God, these and, things. Uh, yeah, so uh, part of me like really sort of envies that uh, the the well, I mean, I have it now, so I, I guess there's yeah. nothing to envy. But uh, this this community now, but um, it's funny in AA. It's there's a part in the fifth step where it says, "Can you just do your fourth step with just you mm-hmm. and your higher power? Why do you need this other person? Right. What's the point of all that?" And I think the point of all that is, mm-hmm. as you said, there's no shame. It's it's this idea. That you have to tell another human mm-hmm. being, right? right? That sort of sets it, or it makes right. it human, or it makes it official, yeah. I guess, that you've done that before, versus just throwing it up to a higher power, never discussing it with anyone. Yeah, it's not the same thing. And I think we talked about this last time too. That I, I think you had mentioned that maybe the audience for my blog mm-hmm. was the higher power that I was putting these maybe. thirteen truths right. out to, yeah. and to a large degree, that's that's true. I think reading back on it, I think. My my shame in rereading it right. is it feels so um, unworthy. Ah, uh, is that how you look at it now? It's unworthy to some degrees. I mean, yeah. if, if you when when you read it, you know, yeah. and what you know, I start out with. I've never read Tolstoy. I mean, who gives a shit? You know, <laughs> I, I think for me, intellectually, somehow, yeah. and the intellectual that I was I was clinging to the idea yeah. that I had to be. Yep. Uh, smarter than yep. other people, an intellectual, and so to my mind, this was a huge revelation that you were that I have not read Tolstoy. That's what? interesting, you know. And everyone thought you had. Well, yeah, I mean, that, but that's that, that was that was the, yeah. the I probably gave off that like yeah, if I yeah, threw yeah. out the word Tolstoy that sure. I knew what I was talking about. I have no idea what I'm talking about. What's number two? Let's read these. Um, these are good. Well, I'll just throw them out. I've never thrown a punch. Never thrown a punch. I've never thrown a single punch. And that's still true today. Still true today. I never. I mean, I never will. At this point, I'm, I'm not, I mean, there's no, why, you know, sure, I'm with you unless you really had to, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, there's more to it, you know, there, there, there's, there's notes to all these, but okay. I'm not going to bore the audience okay. who may have read I'll, some I'll of it. I'll come on that. I have thrown a punch um, when I was drunk and I missed the guy and fell down. <laughs> I did awesome. that quite a bit, <laughs> maybe two or three times. That's awesome. That was a bad, bad punch. Um, drunk. Okay. But, but, and before I, I you know, if I'm going to read any more of yeah, these, yeah. but, so in, in retrospect, posting them for, at the time, mm-hmm. I think it felt bigger because I was posting it to an audience of, you know, my sort of professional yep. peers yep. probably were a lot of the readers of the blog. Yep. Um, but then when I post, reposted it now yeah. for an audience of people in recovery, yeah. um, it feels so unworthy, these 13. Gotcha. You know, in, con- yep. in the yep. context, it changed. Yep. So I realized... Um, you know, I, I probably do feel safer in this, and I and I probably, you know, I would like to think more if there's anything I'd like to get out. Mm-hmm. Not that you know it's anybody's uh, you know job to hear my right. my fifth step. Yeah, but um, I, I would feel more comfortable. I think Thinking with a, 
a different one. Yeah. But, you know, these are, I don't know, you know, punch. Um, I admit to my social anxiety, which, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think I necessarily had t- talked about talked that. About. Um, stupid thing, I like the black eyed peas. That was, I was trying to be funny as well, yep. if you, you know. Yeah. Um, I haven't cried in 12 years. Now, I don't know how many more. I, I, but it, since then, I have. Okay. Um, on birth of my daughter. Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, I was just, whoa, forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. That's when um, you should cry. Uh, I've put cigarettes out of my arm. Mini. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I never voted until uh, 2008. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know I that. I can't remember that one. That was just shameful. Yeah. I'm an introvert, not an admission. You know, it's just sort of obvious. Yep. Um, I don't like doing any drugs now. I don't take aspirin, really. That's not much of anything. Dumb dream I had. Um, and that I basically have no idea what I believe in, with regard to anything. Wow. Which is pretty much true to this day. Like, okay. I, I this have, is like a belief system. My belief system is that I don't believe you don't have one. anything. Okay. In, on, any, <laughs> on almost any topic. <laughs> like I don't necessarily have a dogmatic um, take on anything. Okay. You know, I can get riled up and it can seem, you know, on a given topic that I firmly whatever espouse you know one mm-hmm. black or white side mm-hmm. of an issue but mm-hmm. I you know I, I just uh do you think you're the sum total of the last person you just met was, was that an AA thing yeah no I get that a lot I think I'm like that I hear that sometimes the, I don't know if you, that's an AA thing but I've heard it in AA mm-hmm. before I mean I have to have times where I've described myself as a chameleon and not in a not in a um like deceitful or a, you know, trying to please anyone sort of thing. But I genuinely try to, you know, the real me, I think the me before I got a little out of control with my ego during my career and and the me mm-hmm. since that mm-hmm. I've tried worked very hard to get back to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I think wanted to show, you know, my audience, you know, in a, in a, sitting across from me, whoever that may be, mm-hmm. literally or figuratively, mm-hmm. um, respect for who they are. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I know yeah. who I am. I don't yeah. have to force it on anyone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm willing to... Um, yeah. And sometimes I do yeah. think I, I, I can uh, take that too far where it may be perceived as deceitful by that person, or it could be. Not, yeah. not, I don't think anybody thinks that way, but where I could see them saying, well, you're... You, you told me that, you know, yeah. whatever, you believe yeah. this, that, or the yeah. other thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know if I told you that. I think I agreed mm-hmm. that I could understand your point. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right, right, um, uh, So anyway, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, honestly, I, I posted it to the side just because we talked about it. And Is there anything else? No. <laughs> no. Go through I, know, I know. I know. Was there a lie? What was the lie? Well, that was the, look, look at me. Let's, uh, in writing this to illustrate only... If only to myself that the only real currency one has is the currency of one's own truths, there is no lie. Wow. Boom. I know. I was heavy that six was heavy. years ago. That's true. You were um, heavy six years ago. <clears throat> so Isn't that fun, though, that you have these things? Or it's interesting that, you know, just I think how much growth you've had in six years from there. Like Me too. Person, I'm right? like, what a douchebag <laughs> 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 That cracks me up. That's and funny. honestly, I... I, 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 I <laughs> I felt good that I could look at it and go, "What an idiot!" Yeah, what? Like, and that and post it because who, yeah, you know who yeah. cares? I mean, it's not. It was six years ago, and yeah, yeah. Whatever. Now it's it's perfect. It's funny, um, but it is. I yeah. mean, it, it 
to find the moment. And there and there's yeah. And do you think it's funny because we're all egomaniacs and it's hard not to be self-centered. And to me I have things like that. And you look back on them and you think, wow, that's just like so self-consuming that you wrote that, right? That you were just so consumed by these things. By myself, right? frankly. Right. Yeah, still. Yes. And it's hard not to be consumed with yourself, as they say, since you're the only you right. you have. But a lot of, you know, we're on our journey, whether it's in this program, which is very much about mm. getting out of yourself, or just in life, mm. which is very much about getting out of yourself. Right. How how much farther have you've come in six years, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. It makes you a much happier person. Well, and that's well, and I, and I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um, and I am. I'm. Yeah. And you uh, probably as well as anybody. Yeah. Can identify that I've, <laughs> you know, changed. <laughs> right. I, I think. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, and that I, I, I wish we weren't talking about me, but um, because as an example, mm-hmm. when I do look back on that and see that progress in myself Mm -hmm. um to me that is the core of recovery that's the work that's doing the work it's doing the work um it's it's not stopping uh at a certain point and saying i'm done i'm okay Mm -hmm. um it's it's making sure and uh you know six years later when i look back at that i realized i did need to continue to do work and i did get down to it and kept uh, still doing it Mm -hmm. um so and that that is the core of recovery so um yeah no i know and I think a lot of people, it's easy to get um, static in recovery yeah, or exactly. in life, right? Yeah. And so it's always, I think you got to keep doing that. You got to keep mm-hmm. evolving, mm-hmm. trying new things. Just throw, throw yourself at new things. Yeah, keep checking in with yourself. All right, so we covered, yeah, that was good. We got a lot of uh, what to do with your shame. I think that's the big, that's a big one. Yeah. What to do with your shame when you get in here something we all feel it when you get into recovery it's a huge thing you bring in this giant bag of it mm-hmm. right all these horrible things you've done mm-hmm. truly and it's no one's shame but your own right? right and you feel it right i don't think you hit your bottom until you feel that right until you personally realize that you can be honest and say look yourself at the mirror and say i can't this is not working right mm-hmm. we have that moment of clarity and you see it for what it is Right, lying to your mom for a thousand dollars. God, it sounds so disgusting. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, and I have those exact yeah. things, cringeworthy things that yeah. today, all these years later, still make me cringe that I did. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a good thing. You're not sure. far away from right. that behavior. You can still feel like, ugh, just mm-hmm. cringeworthy. But you got You can't carry that in with you and not do something with it. Right? You got to right. get rid of it. You got to yeah. talk about it. You got to get admit it turn it over we have all gone through it yeah um so so if you're feeling shamed mm-hmm. out there and it's a huge part of your early everybody's early tr- attempts at getting sober and a lot of that if you don't do something with it you'll go back out right because it numbs the feeling of being ashamed that's the cycle yeah. well something will happen i mean yeah, yeah we, and i think yeah that i mean that comes back to certainly you know last episode when you when you are caught between uh, the rock and the hard place when yeah. you're in recovery, um, your options are limited and there is one that you know sort of helped you, um, you know, bury. Yeah. I'm, I'm mixing metaphors again. Yeah. But, you know, it's either you, you use is always, 
it's always an option that's going to be back there in the back of an addict's yep. mind, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, one way I could solve this is I could just, Jeez. yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the other is, is a much more final and we, we talked about that one and we hate that one yeah. as much as we hate, uh, you know, the using, yep. but there are so many other options to deal with that shame and, and, you know, you just get it out there and be done with it. And yep. there's so many people that have, you know, I know, I know in AA, what is it? you don't compare your, yeah, don't compare your stories, your stories, to right. Don't compare yeah. yourself. I think you all have your own individual thing. And, and that's a, always a, challenge for me because i always want to do a caveat that you know i know i didn't have this that bad or i did have this worse or mm-hmm. um but you know uh, recovery is recovery addictions addiction mm-hmm. and and the, what all the stuff that goes around it um you know it can be very different but yeah at the so end of the day if you're addicted you're addicted you and can, if you're recovering, how can you're people i'd love for people to be able to tweet their shame to you my man, like, how can you do that? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I necessarily what want if there's that someone responsibility. Out there like, I need to get rid of this right now. I just got this thing, and I got to get rid of it. I haven't told anyone. It's um, eating me up. What can I do with this thing? Well, I, I'd have dump to dump it on us. Mm, we'll hear it. Uh, yeah, but again, I don't know. If, well, maybe DM a direct message, but not a tweet. DM. Okay. Uh, yeah. If somebody I'm, wanted to do I'm it. Not sure. sure. I, don't, I don't know sure. if I've. DM. I don't know if I've earned, earned that sort of position or that that role oh, there's no position it's um, just about being a safe person to yeah listen to that maybe um I, I would suggest maybe finding that safe person right yeah but but if um, you don't have someone yeah and that, for starters too though you know document write it down put yeah. it down journal it yep. um because then you'll have it and yep. when you do find uh someone you're comfortable sharing it with you can share it with them yep um yeah but you know, shame is a terrible thing to carry around. So, uh, you know, we've all got it and <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you don't have to carry it alone. What else? What do we got? What What else do we got? Um, Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings. That's yeah, Willie been, Nelson. I know. I've been, I've oh. been into Waylon a lot. Oh, okay. And I thought Waylon died of, he died of diabetes. And I wonder, and I wonder if I was trying to figure out if he was sober at the time of his death or not. And I know he battled obvious, mm-hmm. um, had lots of drinking and drug issues at some point in his career, but I wonder, I think he got sober at some point. Do you know? Well, and I wonder if the diabetes, which is also something, lots of alcoholics who continue to drink have diabetes. Right. Well, I'm almost, I almost was one of those. Right. Yeah. And did it have to do with alcoholism? It had, yeah. It had to do with, uh, almost, uh, blowing out my pancreas. Be, right. So the alcoholism yeah, gives well, you diabetes. Well, the, uh, the alcoholism can, and honestly, I don't understand the biology yeah, or the yeah. chemistry of it, but yeah. basically I had done a lot of pancreatitis, done yeah. a lot of damage to my pancreas, yeah, which yeah. I don't even know what the hell it is I, or barely where it is, except that I remember when I was in such pain that I, it was a pain I didn't, couldn't pinpoint because I yeah. didn't know where my pancreas was. <laughs> right. um, but, uh, and I guess I averted um, the sort of, destructive the, the the actual final mm-hmm. you know the the finality of pancreatitis right i had like a, some bout that just almost got me there wow but when there, there's it can destroy your pancreas right um i think it's just another organ in there that filters crap Something. that you put in your body right um and my understanding the doctor at the time told me that i was drinks you know two three drinks away from basically destroying my pancreatitis 
with great finality. Right. And when that happens, you become a diabetic. Interesting. So I was two or three drinks away from becoming a diabetic. Gotcha. Is what I've always understood. And yeah. I never looked too deeply in because yeah, I'm just yeah. like, it didn't happen. So. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. And this was, you know, this was the the diagnosis, you know, within two weeks after I stopped drinking. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to start again. So I don't right. need to worry about it. So I'm cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, so anyway, that's, I wonder if that's why Waylon Jennings, if he had complications. Yeah, that's why I was wondering when you said it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and I, I was listening to Waylon this week. Because, you know, each week you kind of get in, I have like, you know, you just get deep into somebody. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I found Waylon this week. I was listening to songs, but I started reading about his life and reading about his... He was certainly one of us. Yeah. Um, got some, and it said, you know, and his, all, everything I read about him that he had had been in recovery, gotten sober, been sober for a long time. But I wonder if the diabetes was a result at some point of him sure. destroying something through alcohol, even if he had been sober for a long time. And it's funny because we say this a lot. The statistics of alcoholism killing people is one thing, and then there's all this other stuff, right? The co-occurring or the <laughs> all right. I fell off in the train tracks because exactly. I was drunk. I got hit right. by a car. All these people who die because of things related to alcoholism, sure. but they don't get blamed statistically on alcoholism and just how you know beyond just how many people the disease gets through destroyed livers and you know that stuff. The all the other side effects and things health issues and just crazy stuff well, that and, people die. Uh, well, and May 12th, 2014, World Health Organization right. did release alcohol kills one pers- person every 10 seconds. Wow. And that is more than AIDS, tuberculosis, and violence combined. Wow. It includes drunk driving, alcohol-induced yep. violence, yep. and all the diseases and disorders associated. So they did... Like the whole They did. Ball. They, they, they compiled wow. everything. And that's just from May. Um, and one person every 10 seconds wow. through all means. Yeah. is Isn't I mean, that crazy? You get out your watch. And no, just, I know. It's crazy. That is crazy. Um, and so imagine if that was... Yeah, just how little that's talked about versus those other things right. as a killer. Right. As a thing that kills people. Mm-hmm. And no, I mean, everyone knows it's a disease and, you know... But yeah, it's just, that's crazy. That's crazy. All the things that it does. Yeah. Yeah, you hear that a lot. You hear that a lot, like in meetings where some people will die, but it wasn't from, the, it was from right. the disease, but they got hit by a car right. when they were drinking. Right. He <laughs> fell off his fell off. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of right. crazy shit. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the, the ways I could not be here because of alcohol. Oh, yeah. That aren't really, I mean, somebody had posted on one of the blogs uh-huh. I was reading about, um, just some re- ridiculous scenario they got themselves in. Uh, oh, it was stuck stuck on a basically a sandbar at high tide, mm-hmm. and and I composed a link to the article. Um, it was uh, waking the ghost uh, is the blog, and yeah. it, it was about getting stuck on a sandbar at high tide, mm-hmm. and uh, and it just reminded me of and, and it's a great post, and I will post the link, but it reminded me of just. It jogged out of my memory. Just, I mean, just, you want to talk stupid and shameful? Yeah. Um, just shameful because it's just so stupid. Right. You, you know, okay, the East Side, right? Where yeah. after in St. Louis, after the bars close at whatever time, I don't even know anymore, like one or something, mm-hmm. you go over across the river to Illinois mm-hmm. called the East Side, mm-hmm. and there are that. nightclubs and strip clubs and everything. Still there. And you, <laughs> it's still there, right? right? And I think it was open till like five or yeah. six in the morning yeah. or something, which is just stupid. Right. Anyway. 
So uh, I, one way or another, ended up, you know, after a whole night, I'm on the east side with whoever I went with, wasn't there anymore, it was me by myself (laughs) with no money. Yeah. So I can't call a car, no car, trying to figure out how to get from Illinois. Yeah. All the way back home. You're gonna walk. And this is this is more than once this happened. By yeah. the way, <laughs> and th- this is more than once that this happened. Uh, this multiple times. Like yeah. Towards the end. This yeah. is towards the end. Yeah. Um. This probably happened at least. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. More. More. A lot. Six times. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Six times. Let's say. So, but the the there are two times that stand out. One, <laughs> I ended up. If anybody's familiar with the Mississippi River, Mississippi River, it's a big fucking river. Yes, it it's is. called the Mighty Mississippi. Yes, it is. It is. It's big that. right there, and it's huge. Yeah. And there's this main bridge that goes across. You're not swimming across the Mississippi. And in my mm-hmm. fucked up state, I think I was probably <laughs> drunk and had been doing blow or something. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. X definitely. Uh, coming down mm-hmm. early in the probably four thirty five in the morning, I decided that I have to get across. But my at sh- this point here's here's stupid. Here's the, here's the way shame doesn't work. I was going. To, I was ashamed. I figured okay, I'm gonna have to walk across the bridge. <laughs> You know, it's a long bridge across the Mississippi. So my shame is, I I don't want to walk across the bridge. I can't have people see me walk across the bridge. Right. So I decide I'm going to hand over hand along the side, (laughs) the outside of the bridge, (laughs) hanging over the Mississippi. Oh my god! Which I mean, what you did? I did it for uh, who knows how long. I was out over the river, just barely. Yeah. I mean, it took forever. Ever for the bridge, you know, because I'm, I'm going yeah. first. I'm just going out over land, yeah. And I think if I was sober now and it yeah. was daylight and yeah. I'm healthy and strong, <laughs> strong, right? And I'm looking, I, I would not do it. You know, it's just insane. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's totally insane. It's high wire without the yeah. a net, right? And then to do it over, you know, all it mm. took with one slip. Yeah. I'm in the Mississippi. I'm gone. I'm yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, and at some point, I think I got out. I was probably. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's probably even like, that, just getting on the ramp, even to yeah. get over the river. By right. the time you're over the river, you're far. Right. And I was probably, so whatever, you're however far. far I had done it, that's yeah. what, I just barely got over the river finally. Yeah. And and I looked down and I'm just like, I'm not going to be able to do this all the way across. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like, whatever that is, it was like at yeah. most a tenth of the way yeah. that I had gotten. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I was tired. Yeah. I'm like, I got to go back. Yeah. So I had to go all the way back. Yeah. And then... And that's only part of the stupidity of that yeah, story. Yeah. So then I do start walking. And then I got picked up by this guy yeah. who, who we end up going to do a snatch and grab of crack. Oh, I did smoke crack. I forgot. Um, I'm going to have to add that to my list. Yeah. Uh, who I don't know. Yeah. Some did. And we go back to his trailer and smoke crack. In, on the east side or on the... On the uh, somewhere in Missouri. And this, by the way, was the day before God. I was supposed to move out of my apartment. Um. And I had people coming over to help me move. That day. Yeah. And you're in some trailer. Yeah. And so then I, I have to wake up and call somebody to come get me. Uh, God. Yeah. That's awesome. I forgot That's about story. that story. <laughs> I know. So anyway, well, it's, yeah. Wow. You can die like that. See, that's an alcohol. Drugs are bad, okay? Right. That's a yeah. death that would have been chucked up to jumping off a bridge. Exactly. But right. it was really about jumping off a bridge. It was not really about jumping off a bridge. <laughs> and that was only one of the times I had to walk been, across that bridge. That would have been a suicide. Right. A statistic. Yeah. They would have said suicide. Yeah. <laughs> they would not have said, right. dude needed to get home. Right. He didn't have cab fare. <laughs> Tries to cross Mississippi. Yeah. On the side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I, so that, that's the story that was jogged from my memory yeah. this week. Uh, beauty. Yeah. That's a beauty. That's good one. 
right. That's why I didn't call it. And, you know, uh, so yeah, if you made it this far, thanks uh, for listening to this episode. We are getting closer to taking calls. And then, then this thing's going to take off. All right.